All right, all right. We know it's November. Baseball season couldn't be any further away. But we were actually talking about this earlier this week. This is a self-professed fan of sports stadiums from Georgia. He's put up online his idea for a brand new baseball stadium in Toronto. His name is Mark Anderson, and he joins us now here on Global News Radio. Mark, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to be here, Jeff. All right. Uh, first off, can I ask you, where did this uh, love, this love for stadiums, where was it born? Where did it come from? I've, I've always been a ballpark uh, aficionado since I was a little kid and, and done a great deal of studying the history and uh, of, of ballpark development and um, started a, a little Twitter account thinking I'd find 500 other ballpark nerds. And it's grown to 105,000 people, including some of the most influential people in baseball and and, you know, when I heard that the, the Blue Jays were looking to replace Rogers Center, a.k.a. the Sky Dome, and in Toronto, um, I went about developing, you know, what the best idea for, for Toronto fans would be a, a, in a ballpark situation there. Okay, I want to talk about that in a second. But uh, first, since you are such an aficionado, can you tell us, uh, do you have a favorite ballpark, a, a favorite stadium out of uh, all of the Major League Parks? I would I would have to go with PNC Park just because of the openness and the the view of the downtown Pittsburgh and and right next to the water and the smaller capacity and the the more intimacy. It's different than all the other ballparks in that it only has two decks. So your 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 fan up in the upper deck is still closer to the field. Like what's missing sort of in in Toronto right now. Okay, so what is it that makes or defines a great ballpark? What makes one park better than the others? Well, that, that's a great question. Um, mostly, you know, it's a ballpark only is, you know, when Camden Yards was built, it, it went from, you know, an era of multi-purpose stadiums where you had football and, and, and baseball and other sports as well to a baseball-only facility. And by doing that, you were able to, you know, shrink the – Number of seats you're able to aim and have good sight lines. You know, went from artificial turf to grass, as you're well aware, and and you know, open up the outfield to have a view of the skyline or surrounding area. Yeah, it's the skyline really important. And I'm going to switch to football here for just a second because just ahead of the pandemic, I was in Vegas and I uh, was in an Uber, and we went by uh, the stadium for the uh, Raiders they were building. And I was really taken aback by you could see how they left it open in the one end in the one end zone, and you see the entire skyline of uh, Las Vegas. It's just really breathtaking. Is that a real key element? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's like having um, a sunrise on your car, you know, or, or being able to view out and, and taking the, the scenery while you're driving by. It's, yeah, you know, you're sitting there at the stadium the whole day. It's obviously having a, a good view is, is better than not have, being closed in. Yeah, because that's something, sorry, we don't have at Rogers Center right now. We have a Jumbotron right. and a bunch of hotel windows. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which I like. You know, you still can have a big... Jumbotron, I would still include the hotel, just put it surrounding the grandstand and have it face out towards the outfield instead of being in the outfield. You can do both. Okay. Uh, let me ask, because you mentioned Camden Yards, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on my history, but was that the ballpark that was built almost immediately after Rogers Center or Skydome, or was there some time? Because yeah. it seems yeah. to me, okay, because, yeah, Camden Yards really signified a, a turn when it comes to baseball architecture, architecture, stadium architecture, that the Skydome was kind of the uh, last of its kind to be built. Yes, the the whole multi... Um, purpose stadium 
era kind of ended with the, with the Sky Dome in 1988. Um, Camden Yards opened in 1992. Um, it was, you know, they went away from having a dual stadium for p- football and baseball purposes. And, you know, they threw a little retro, which you don't need to necessarily, you know, have an all brick and, and, and wrought iron ballpark in Toronto wouldn't necessarily fit the downtown area. But, you know, just the fact that it was a baseball facility that only um, it had, you know, quirky dimensions, had, um, you know, the, the closer seats to the action, um, it would it would be definitely better. And that, yeah, and as soon as that, that ballpark was built, every single owner in baseball wanted them. And unfortunately, you know, you, Toronto, you, you have to understand that most people, and most people, I talk to people all the time that spent time in Exhibition Stadium, you know, uh, when they went to, from Exhibition Stadium to the Sky Dome, that was amazing. It was a wonder. It was a wonder of the world at the time. But you know, as soon as as Camden Yards opened, it was you know obsolete. Well, exactly. Yeah, it felt. Uh, you're right. Like it was uh, the end of an era and a turning of a page, uh, as I mentioned. So, what is do you think the fatal flaw of Sky Dome slash Rogers Center? Is it the fact that it was built as a multi-purpose facility? It was built both for uh, baseball and football. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's still not a baseball only stadium. It still um, has artificial turf. It still, you know, has the close, it's completely closed. Um, and in the site, you know, the upper deck is, is further away than it needs to be. Now Toronto, when they're good, you know, they, they draw a lot of people. Um, they were the first, you know, Toronto's the first um, baseball team to draw over 4 million fans back in 1992. Um, so, you know, you don't need a, a small dinky place like in Pittsburgh or, or Miami. But so I, I, I'd include more seats, but you can still, you don't need 50, 51,000. By the way, 1992 memory serves as a pretty good team. That was a pretty good year. I understand why there was over 4 million of us. <laughs> yeah, 92 and 93 were pretty good years for Toronto. Definitely. Absolutely. Close to a lot of our hearts. So what is it? Let's get into uh, what you've uh, posted online uh, here, Mark. What is it you would like to see as we continue this, uh, seems like nonstop debate as to uh, should we build another stadium? And if so, what should it look like? Where should it be? What do you think if we decide to put the shovel in the ground, what do you think uh, the next home of the Blue Jays? What does it need? What should it look like? Uh, as far as you know, I don't. All I know is you know, and they put out there is that they plan on putting it in the same exact location that the the Rogers Center is at right now. Now, how they're going to do that? Where are they going to play in the meantime? Are they going to overlap? Is there enough room to overlap it like they did in in like Bush Stadium down in in St. Louis when they built that new one? They built half of it and then tore it down and built the other half. Um, after it actually opened. I don't know exactly what the plan is. Are they going to play in Buffalo for it? It doesn't take, you know, it takes more than a year to build, you know, something that big. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I just know that the the plan is to put a, a new ballpark right there. Yeah, would that be a mistake, do you think, sorry, historically, Mark? Because when we're talking about this earlier this week, uh, yeah, this is something that can't be done in the off season. So, yes, you're going to have to find a temporary home once again for our Blue Jays. And didn't they have the perfect opportunity during the pandemic when they had to be on the road? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, that those take time. You have to have all the permits and you got to have the plans. And as far as I know, they haven't even put any of that out there yet. So, Unfortunately, yeah, the, the the pandemic could have come in a couple years later, and it would fit better. But um, you know, you got to go with what you have. Um, I like the location. It's you know, it's a great 
it's a, a nice location downtown. You know, you've got all the amenities and, and stops and stuff like that. And, you know, you have a great view of the skyline if you could see it. And you got the lake to your, you know, right there too. Mm-hmm. Does it need to be a dome stadium again, just because it is uh, Toronto? I, I prefer, most people prefer, you know, um, stadiums that aren't domes and, 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 or retractable roof stadiums and, you know, you're, but what's the reality of the situation? You know, you want fans to be guaranteed that there'll be a game played there. It does get a little bit cold. And as you know, in April and September, and hopefully, you know, when they're playing there in October, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I presume with pretty good confidence that uh, Toronto will add a retractable roof to, and uh, to their ballpark there, you know, is there, you know, remember the first game at exhibition stadium in, in 77, if fans recall that, you know, there was snow on the ground. Yep, there sure was, yes. And I spent uh, many a chilly afternoon and evening watching the Blue Jays throughout the 80s uh, there at Exhibition Stadium. So uh, let let me ask you this uh, just finally. Just how needed do you think is a new stadium by the Toronto Blue Jays from a competitive standpoint? And by that, I mean trying to attract, you know, free agents and uh, players to play uh, for the Jays. And just as somebody who has seen so many ballparks uh, in their uh, lifetime, I mean, how is the Skydome Rogers Center? How is it viewed uh, right now uh, throughout the league? Well, I mean, absolutely, I would consider it a factor, you know, some of the the new turf that they put in, like Chase Field and and the new Globe Life Field in in Texas, and is is better considerably better than it was before. So the the jury's still out on the the new turf, but you know grass is a, definitely a factor for players wanting to be a free agent. The ballpark, the whole is is definitely a, a you know I obviously want to be able to track free agents when you have the opportunity to to go after the free you know free agents in the market and make more competitive teams so i would consider it a factor i wouldn't consider it you know the only factor but um you know the better the ballpark the you know the better the surface the those all come into play Mm-hmm. And by the way, you're also a big advocate of a jumbotron out front, much like we see at Scotiabank uh, Arena, not far from the uh, dome, where we've seen great gatherings yeah. for the Raptors and the Leafs. Absolutely, have a you know, have a little stage area and and some little pregame festivities, festivities, excuse me, festivities, and and maybe some postgame festivities, and you know, have people be able to come and. You know, in a big game like uh, the playoffs or something, you know, or opening day, have you know people be able to watch the game from the outside as well. Okay, it's a really cool concept. Just to quickly, if people uh, want to see this, uh, you posted it uh, where? Where can they go? Uh, at MLB Cathedrals. That's on Twitter. Um, there is also an article. Um, you can just Google it, and 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 it'll come up as well. Very cool, Mark. Really appreciate the time and enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate being on your show. All right, be well. There is a Mark Anderson, ballpark and stadium expert with us. And we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.